morning we welcome you to Mother's Day 2014. What a beautiful day it is that I believe this morning as we had mothers, uh, we used to, uh, didn't have mothers from wall to wall, then we had mothers from wall to wall, and uh, today we had mothers from wall to wall and halfway to the back. And uh, I was sitting there thinking, it wasn't that wonderful, I was sitting there thinking, wow, because uh, see I just learned how to do that panoramic thing on my phone. I didn't know how to do that until I was up there and Luke showed me how. I thought, oh, wow, I wish I'd had a panoramic view of all those mamas there. And, uh, and then I turned my iPad on and it popped up uh, Steve Aubrey's panoramic view of moms. I, I, oh, man, I can snack and grab that and uh, put it on the Lord's House website. So uh, thank you for doing that for me, taking care of that. So we, we, we love our moms. Today we want to talk about uh, mom's abundant life. Sometimes moms feel frazzled. Sometimes moms are tired. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. All the time mamas are tired, not just sometimes. And uh, uh, God wants you to have an abundant life. He wants us all to live an abundant life. He doesn't want us to live in lack. He doesn't want us to live uh, with less. Amen. Jesus came that we have life and have it more what? abundantly. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. But I, first of all, I want to focus our attention on John chapter 19 and uh, verse number 25 through verse number 27. And I want to show you uh, the concern that God has for mothers. We know that God created mothers. It was His design. Uh, he's the one that uh, instituted this whole thing. And there's just nothing like uh, a mother. And so Jesus, he came, he lived, he died, he rose again, he's coming again. But in the midst of this huge task that Jesus came to earth to unite, reunite God and man, to bring man back into relationship with God. There was a few times that he had that he stopped and had to take care of some business. How many know sometimes you got to stop and take care of some business? Moms know all about that. Very rarely do mothers get to do a task from start to finish without lots of interruptions. A lot of having to stop. Now, I must admit, about half of that is daddy's fault. Because uh, we're good at distracting them too, and uh, like they don't have enough to do, uh, we're that other child that they're having to take care of. And, uh, you know, we need our tea, and we like to eat, and we like to all that, and so uh, they take good care of us too. Uh, can all the men say amen? amen. And uh, Jesus was very concerned. He was thankful for his mother. There was a great bond there, and she had came to his rescue many times. She had picked him up when he fell and skinned his knee, and when uh, the neighborhood boys were being a little rough, and she had come to his rescue many times, and they had a special bond, and here for her to see her son going through this tremendous agony and pain, and hear him being, he had not done anything, and she knew it. Every mother knows that her child is innocent. 
You know your little Johnny never did anything wrong. Well, I didn't. You know, Mama knew I was the perfect child. <laughs> oh, but mamas have a way of, they, they, they got those mom goggles on, don't they? They can look over that, and, but she knew her son had done no wrong. He was falsely accused, and now he was sentenced to die. And she watched him as he was beaten and hung on a cross and here, suspended between heaven and earth, and he is taking all the sins of the world upon himself, and he is redeeming humanity back to God. And her heart is breaking. There's mothers here today that know what it's like to lose a child. You see, that's not the way it's supposed to be. In, in, in the way things are set up, it, it, it's supposed to be you, you're born, you live, you have children, you get old, you die, then your children, they grow, and then they get dying. Like, but you know what? It don't always work that way. So many times children go first prematurely, some at a very young age, and all different kind of things because of accidents and all. And so mothers know what it's like to lose a child. And see, God knows that feeling. Jesus, looking off of that cross, here he is uniting God and man back together. He is trying to pull heaven down and humanity up. And he is trying to bring them back together. And he looks off of the cross and he sees his mother. He sees the tears coming down her eyes. He, he can feel her broken heart. And he says, I, I, I know I'm here for a purpose. I know I'm here to unite God. And man, I'm here to redeem mankind. But I got to stop and take care of mama. Mama's going to need somebody. Joseph now is not in the picture. He was no doubt probably a little bit older in his past. We don't have any knowledge of that in Scripture. But verse, verse number 25 of John chapter 19 the Bible says, now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. I'm going to read that again. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. Let me ask you a question. Did everybody stand by him? Did everybody that say they would stand by him, stand by him? His disciple that said, Lord, I'll never leave you, denied him three times. And when it was all said and done, when all the friends and all the, the, the ones that when Jesus rode into town on the donkey, the ones that spread their garments and the ones that waved the palm branches and the ones that said, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, are nowhere to be seen. When all was said and done, his mother stood by the cross. Oh, there's a lesson right there. No matter what we go through in life, the trials, the tribulations, the torment, the torture, the pain, the ridicule, the rejection, the betrayal, the denial, the abandonment, mama's there. 
And mama stood right there by the cross. She wanted to be as close as she possibly could. And there standing at his feet, looking up, watching the blood flow from his body. Amen. She stood by his cross. And his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by, whom he loved, was John. He saith unto his mother, Woman, behold your son. Jesus took time out of his busy schedule of redeeming you and I to make sure that his mother was taken care of. You see, there, there wasn't no retirement centers. There was no uh, uh, nursing homes or you know, no place that he could, she could go. I mean, the, the kids took care of it in so many countries. It's that way. We're one of the few countries that kind of, you know, push them to the side. But most, they still live in the same house. All the family does. Jesus knew that here his mother, he was leaving. And he had other brothers and sisters. But he wanted somebody that he loved and trusted. And there his disciple John was standing by. And Jesus looked off of the cross. And he said, woman, behold your son. He looked at his disciple. said, behold thy mother. And the Bible says, and from that hour, verse number 27, and from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. That disciple, there's a whole other message right there. Taking the responsibility and picking up and helping the widows and bringing, you know, and taking care of Jesus. I mean, here's the disciple that Jesus loved. John is standing there. Jesus is on the cross. And he says, woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. And from that hour, she went to his house and he took care of her just like she was his. Jesus took time. If he would, if he would take time off of the cross right in the middle of dying... How much more, now that he is in all of his power and his glory, and he has a view of everything, how much more will he take care of you, mama? How much does he take care of you in those wee hours of the morning when that baby's crying and it, when it's sick and feverish and you're rocking and you're tired and he knows where you're at. He sees how you feel. He's concerned. He knows when you have lost that child, the emptiness and the pain that you feel. He's there for you. And he desires that you have some things in abundance. How many would like some things in abundance? Think of some things that you have in abundance. Just real quick. What do you have? Now, I, I want you to, now I want you to think of some things that you wish you had in abundance. Things I have in abundance, things I wish I had in abundance. Get those in your mind. So, what is abundance? Abundance is a term that we refer to as having a large quantity of. There's a lot of things in life that we have a lot of quantity of. And for mothers, we said it earlier, sleep is not one of them. 
Energy sometimes is not one of them. But you just continue on. But Jesus declared, and this is what your little gift says. It says John chapter 10, verse 10. And it says, Jesus says, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus wants you to have a life. And he wants your life to be full of abundance. But first of all, we've got to understand here, this, this, just take a step back and understand John 10. You see, Jesus is comparing himself to a shepherd. Psalms chapter 23 uh, just breaks it down. The Lord is my shepherd. Isaiah uh, 40 and 11 uh, shares and gives us a picture of Lord the Lord gently tending his flock. In Revelation 7, 17, we see Jesus as a caring shepherd who will guide us to living water. So if Jesus is the good shepherd and he wants to give us an abundant life to his sheep, what does it mean to be one of his sheep? We all know what it's like to be a child. We're all children of a mother. But what is it to be a child of God? What is it for us if he's a shepherd, we're sheep, what does that mean? Well, first of all, sheep follow a leader. They're not normally intelligent. They can't defend themselves. They fight for dominance. They're jealous of each other. They panic easily and are inclined to run away. They're prone to injuries and illness. Anybody see the similarities in us and sheep? <laughs> I'm a little offended he called me a sheep now, but he knew what he was talking about. If they do survive an attack, they may ultimately die from terror. A sheep is one of the few animals that can literally be scared to death. And he said, I'm a good shepherd. And my sheep know my voice. You see, those, though, though, when we look at those things and we look at our families and we look at our siblings and we go, wow, we're just like those sheep. We can't defend ourselves and we fight for dominance and we're jealous and we're easily panicked and we run away and we're prone to injury and illness and sometimes we get scared to death. Sometimes we need someone to lead us and sometimes we get lost and we don't know where to go and we need that attentive shepherd and so see the shepherd makes sure that the sheep has food who else makes sure the kids have food mama daddies when we take care of kids we can go all day long we forget to eat we forget to feed them mama comes home what'd you eat today daddy didn't give me nothing They were hungry. They, they know where the kitchen is. The good shepherd makes sure that the sheep have food, that they have fresh water, that they're protected every day, that they, they can survive and that they can thrive. The sheep want to they live an abundant life, not because they have the knowledge to, but because the good shepherd leads them into it. The shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me. Into the green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. See, I, as children, as sheep, we don't have the ability to find those green pastures and those still waters. We cause trouble and we are always fussing and fighting. We're all the, but we have a good shepherd 
Mothers are that way. They're able to lead us and guide us and they feed us the things that we need, not the things we want. They, they make us eat green things too. Just like the shepherd does, those green grasses. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Because He knows what we have need of every day. And God's taking care of it. He provides for our daily needs. And we remember, we're thankful for our provision, for our health, for our jobs, for our families, for our friends. And it's all because that He led us to have those relationships. We find out in Matthew 6, Jesus further explains what it's like to be a good shepherd, but he doesn't stop there. He continues on that he's not just a good shepherd. He not just leads us to feed us and to water us, but he also will lay down his life for us. I'm going to tell you something. Mama can be so nice and quiet and shy and passive until you mess with her babies. Oh, my goodness, you don't ever want to mess with a mama nothing. Because you mess with their babies and they get riled up and they'll fight. And I mean, they are, they are ready to go. I'm telling you, we have a good shepherd. He said that he laid down his life for his sheep. In that, while we were yet sinners, when there was no good in us, when we couldn't see the quality in ourselves, God sees the quality in us. When we don't see the quality, the character, I mean, Mama's already seen it. She's developing it. She's praying. She's believing. She's guiding. She's directing. Like that good shepherd. Now, a while ago when we talked about what things that we have in quantity, what we'd like to have in abundance. Did anybody think about money? Anybody? You know, I said, what do you want to have in abundance? Anybody think about money? How about success? How about health? Anybody think of those things? Time? Anybody think about time? You'd like to have time in abundance? Well, let me ask you this. Did anybody think about sin? Did anybody go, wow, yeah, I've got sin in abundance? See, you didn't think about it, but that's what we have. You see, we all have sin in abundance. We covet, we, we're jealous, we're not thankful of God's daily provisions, we fret, we worry, we doubt God's protection and His love, and we sin, and there's abundance of sins. But thank God there's other things in abundance, amen, because of God, because of Jesus, because He took time, amen, to give His life for us, amen, now, because He died on the cross, amen, Jesus earned abundant forgiveness. I have an abundant sin, but He has an abundant grace. I have an abundance of failures, but he has an abundance of mercy. Oh, how many times did your mama forgive you when you messed up? Every time. Oh, I like that. Every time I did wrong, mama forgave me. Now, she corrected me sometimes. I got a few spankings in my life. I'm not going to tell you how many because at the end of every Mother's Day, I would leave and mama would go. They think you got a pretty bad mama. I say, no, they don't. They know I've got a good mama. You know how I knew she was a good mama? Because she corrected me. The Bible says if you love your child, you will correct them. If you love your child, you don't let them play in the road. If you love your child, you don't let them stick their finger in a light socket. If you love your child, you don't let them put their hand on the oven. You, you protect them because you know things. And in life, as they grow older, you've got to keep them from other things. And sometimes they get mad. 
I was a teenager wanting to go out and have a good time. And mama would, she would come to me and say, I just don't feel like that you should go out tonight. But I have plans. And that was the problem. Somehow she knew I had plans. And she would say, I just don't feel like you should go out tonight. But I was respectful enough that I would say, okay. And I'd pout and I'd go to my room and, you know, I'd be bad a while. And then I'd come out and you know, I'd be okay. And never knowing what mama may have saved my life from. Never knowing sometimes when God gives us a, a, a nudge and says, hey, don't, don't, no, 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 no. We, we, we don't go over that. You know, I could have fussed and fumed and said, I'm going anyway and stomped off and left. It may have cost me my life. It may have got in trouble. Things, you know, we, we just can't go over those feelings that, that mamas have. God just puts that sense in their heart. But you know, mama, I, I, I love it what Brother Dale just said it. She forgave me every time. And so does God. We have an abundance of sin, but God has an abundance of grace. In His resurrection, He overcame death so that a defenseless, broken, panic-prone sheep could be reconciled back to God and could have a Creator. He could live eternally. And, And I could talk about having life in abundance. Without God, there is no abundant life. Without God, there's just life. There's work, there's pain, there's heartache, there's lack. It's only in God that we have an abundance. Because Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Everything in the world, the enemy, is subtraction. But everything God does is addition and multiplication. He comes to add to your life, not take away. Jesus meets our every need now and forever. So since we don't have to focus on those. You know, growing up, I never worried about if I was going to eat or not. I know there's many kids who do. That was not one of our issues. And when I was young and kind of growing up, it wasn't always mama that did it. It was granny. Granny made sure. And then if I was over at Michael's house, it was his daddy. I mean, we would be up. We'd we'd be in there in the living room. We'd be watching TV. And then we'd finally go to sleep. It'd maybe be 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. He'd come in there. Boys, y'all like some eggs? And we'd go, sure. He'd get, a, he'd scramble eggs and cook bacon. And we'd be two or three o'clock in the morning. We'd be eating a full blown breakfast. Yes, every Sunday morning we'd go over there. His mom would fix my mama's hair, and Brother Edward would wash the car and then fix us a big breakfast. Then we'd come to church. I don't know how we did it. We barely get to church now, just getting here. But we did. We never worried about. You know, Mama just, we knew Mama was going to take care of it. Mama made sure the clothes were clean. Mama made sure, you know, we had everything. You know, it's amazing. You get married and, and you, you go look around your house and all that stuff that I just thought came with the house. You just open the drawer, there's toothpaste. Toilet paper's on the roll. Towels are in the cabinet. Underwear's in the drawer. I didn't know somebody had to put that stuff there. But it just magically appeared. And I found out it was mama. Thank God for mamas. And you know what? Abundant life just don't happen. It's God's grace. It's God's mercy. God puts in your life every day those things that we take for granted. Amen. It's God that 
puts that love and that mercy and that kindness and your blessing and your prosperity and that job and your finances. Every day, you need to thank God. Every check that you get, you need to realize every blessing comes down from the Father above. That He is our provider. He takes care of us. He takes care of our friends and our families and our neighbors. And He shows us love and there's a freedom in that. He comes down to give us life and not just to give us life, but to give it to us, say it with me, more abundantly. So today, as we celebrate this Mother's Day, as we bring it to an end and say thank you. Say we love you. We appreciate all that you do for us. And we tell God thank you for being that good shepherd with a mother's heart to tenderly lead us and love us and direct us and nudge us the way we need to go. And sometimes the shepherd has to use the rod. He don't like to. You know, there's several things a shepherd has. He has, you know, the Bible, they talk about thy rod and thy staff. He has a staff that has a crook on it. He used that when little lambs would fall down in, 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 in crevices and he would take that hook. He could go down there and hook it under their legs and he could pull them up. He could rescue them out of danger. But then that rod, sometimes he would use it to kind of nudge them and prod them and poke them. And sometimes, in very extreme cases, when a sheep was wild and would never do what it's supposed to and always be running off, the shepherd would take that little lamb and break its leg. But then it would mend it and then that shepherd would carry that sheep until it was well. And when he put it back down, that sheep would never leave his side. He said, what does that mean? Well, it means this. Before you go breaking somebody's leg, make sure you're willing to carry them. Because we're good at breaking legs. But are we good at carrying them until they're healed? Are we good at bringing them close to our heart? Are we good at making sure that they're mended and they're well? See, that seems mean, but it's for their protection. He knows that there's big bad wolves out there. And they need to stay close. Sometimes it feels like God gets his staff after us, doesn't it? Sometimes it feels like he gets his rod after us. But it's all for our good. Just like mama. Mama had a rod and a staff. (laughs) Sometimes she would hook us and bring us close. And other times, felt like she broke our leg. But she would always then hug us and love us and carry us until we were healed. Somebody say, thank God for mama. Mom, I I, I couldn't even, I don't even want to tell you how many times mama visited the principal's office on my behalf. How many meetings with teachers she had. She didn't really have to do that with Paul and Jill. But uh, I was a different character. I had a lot of energy. And I know y'all can't tell now, but I liked to talk a lot. It got me in a lot of trouble. And I did not even know it until later in life how many meetings she had and Sometimes I got changed out of classes and things happened and I didn't even know. It was because mom had been in the principal's office. It's my baby. She was on my, fighting on my behalf. But see, she never told me that. When I got home, I just got a whipping. 
I got corrected for what I'd done wrong, but then she was up there on there, you know, making sure she was defending me too. So, thank God for Mama. But eventually, she always welcomed me back into her arms. Can't you just see a mother's loving arms? I love to see little children, mothers and grandmothers get down like this, and the little kids just run. Jump in their arms. I sat in my mama's lap until my daddy would tell me, you're too big to sit in her lap. You're going to break the chair and tear her hose. (laughs) But I still did it. And I thank God for every minute of it. Because her arms are always welcoming. You know what? You may not have had that kind of mother. But you can be that kind of mother. Sometimes we don't always have the mothers and the fathers that we wish we had. They wish they'd have been better. We all can look back and go, I wish I could be a better father, better mother. But you know what? You can start being today the kind that God wants you to be. For you young ones, be who God's called you to be. You're raising a next generation. Open your arms of love and mercy and kindness and gentleness and mercy. Show the character just like the good shepherd. Be the shepherd of your children. Guide your home. Protect them. Keep them safe. Provide for them. And always welcome them in your arms. Today, I want to welcome you into Jesus' arms. Today, the good shepherd has his arms extended. And he's saying, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. There's mothers here today that you feel like you're at your wit's end. You, 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 you just, you're overwhelmed. I, I've, I heard that word a lot when the kids were growing up. My wife would say it sometimes. I'm overwhelmed. And uh, I was a, a lot to blame for that. I would overwhelm her a lot too. And uh, I'm sorry for that. I still do. And I probably will some more. Every now and then I just say, I really would like some peanut butter. Oatmeal cookies. Sometimes you got to have it. Sometimes it may be late at night. But she's faithful. She's faithful. She was pregnant. She's getting ready. She was, it was Jacob. We were living over on Winona Street. It was almost 11 o'clock. Super 1 was almost closed. And she said, I wish I had some ice cream. I jumped out of bed, threw my clothes on, on my way out the door. I said, I wish I had some chocolate oatmeal cookies. I got home with the ice cream, and here she was, big and pregnant, standing at the stove, stirring the chocolate oatmeal cookies. You can tell I had too many. Today, if, wherever you're at in motherhood, fathers, grandmothers, children, Children, you know the very best thing you can do? Give your heart to Jesus. That's your mother's prayer. Your mother's prayer is that you be a woman or a man of God. That you be the best you can be. Don't be rebellious. Don't be sassy. and Don't be uh, all the things that the world does. You know what? Be, be good. Grown-ups, let's be good. This morning, I'm just going to invite you right where you're at. Not even to come forward today. But I'm just going to invite you into the arms of a loving father, a heavenly father, a shepherd. With his arms outstretched. 
And I'm going to ask you if you're a mother who feels overwhelmed, frazzled. Maybe you are hurt because of the loss of a child. Maybe your children are grown and they're out on their own. And maybe they're not where they need to be with God. You still carry that burden every day. Not many mothers get to stay home anymore. They're out in the workforce and they have so many responsibilities, husbands, jobs, and children. God knows that. And He wants to, He is your strength. And you say, Pastor, I just need to come into His arms today. I need Him to wrap me in His arms. I need Him to hold me. I need strength. I need comfort. I need wisdom. I need help to be the mother that God's called me to be. If that's you, just stand it right where you're at. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, all over this building, every mother standing, every mother in this house, in the sound of my voice, they're so special to your heart. And Lord, not one thing that they are going through has escaped you. You've seen every moment of every day, every, every sleepless night, every tear they've cried. And Father, I'm asking you today to wrap your arms of love and strength and comfort around them. I'm asking you today to minister unto them mercy. Strength, comfort, guidance. I pray today that you would lead them into green pastures of supply and to steal waters. Even when the whole house is a wreck and the kids are yelling and screaming and chaos is everywhere, in their spirit and in their heart, they can still be experiencing still waters. I pray for a spirit of peace to come into their heart and their mind. Pray that you would give them the energy, strength to fulfill the task ahead of them. And I ask you, Lord, to be their good shepherd. To guide them and lead them and love them. Supply their every need. I thank you. For the gifts that you've placed within them. And I ask you to stir up those gifts. And let them focus on their gifts and their strengths. And not on their weaknesses. Don't let their faults determine their future. But forgive them today. And let them get up and move on. There's not one mother that's perfect. And all of us can learn from our mistakes. So I pray from this moment on, we're just going to do better. So today, wrap them in your arms of love and strength. Heal their broken hearts. In Jesus' name. If you're here today and you're a child, a son, a daughter, a husband, a father, and you say, I know I had a mama that prayed for me. I know I'm who I am because of my mother. Maybe you're here and you say, I didn't have a godly mother. But I 
want to have a relationship with God. Maybe you're here today and your mother did some things and hurt you and you're carrying some resentment and unforgiveness and today you need to forgive her. You need to release her from those mistakes. But you're just here and you say, I want to honor, I want to make sure I'm right with God. I, I want to be the answer to my mama's prayers. She prayed for me. And today, I want to make sure I'm in right relationship with God. If that's you, you're here, just stand to your feet and join these mothers. I want to pray with you before we go. All over this building, yes. Say with me, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for the prayers that have brought me to where I am today. Thank you for your sacrifice. Today, I give my heart, my life, my gifts, my talents, my sins, and my failures to you. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. Today, help me be the man or woman that you've called me to be. Thank you. Father, thank you today that there's so many that are an answer to mama's prayers today. Her heart is overwhelmed and overjoyed, whether she's here or in heaven. And I thank you that we're on our way to see you in glory. We pray, Lord, the rest of this week be blessed, be prosperous, that you would lead and guide and direct us, that you would watch over our people, comfort them, bring us back Wednesday night for a great time of worship and the Word, youth service and children, Thursday night for La Casa del Señor. And thank you for your anointing that will be in this house next Sunday as we gather together to worship. Bless our mothers today. Let them leave with new joy and new strength and new vision. In Jesus' name. And everybody said a big amen.